Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week, it is episode 47. Our review this week is going to be Canna Rock. Our guest, our AJ Channer of Fire from the Gods, and Britton Taylor, founder of Canna Rock. How are y'all doing this afternoon? Hi. What's up, people? Doing What's well. <laughs> What's going on? How are we doing? Surviving the heat, as we were talking yes. about a moment ago. <laughs> Turn it up. Fire, fire, fire. Texas does it well with the heat, man. They love it. I'm I'm loving these memes where people, especially being a former military, people are like, oh, you don't understand heat until you've been in a porta potty in, yeah. in Tehran. And I'm like, yeah, come try it in Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go stand at a festival out in the middle of like Zilker Park during the festival. It's 110 degrees, lying for a porta potty. Oh. Yeah, this is something else. And it's so funny. I hate to bring up the global warming thing, but with Europe the way it is, people are, there's, you know, energy conservation is is a massive is massive in europe so there are no acs you know yeah so you're in 106 degree this doesn't happen and there's no ac in a hotel room it's pretty brutal oh i don't know world's getting hotter in my opinion things are getting a little heated up i lived in upstate new york for about six or seven months Right. And so I, I totally get it because it's it's not just that the, it's energy conservation in southern Canada. Well, it's how old a lot of the structures are. They weren't built with central AC into them. No, so not at all. Not at all. They've got boilers. They put that into it. They got those little radiators in a lot of the rooms and a lot of the apartments and oh, things. Yeah. So they're prepped for the winter. But the summertime rolls around. It gets to be above 90 degrees and you're freaking out because there's no there's no no fans either. You got to go buy box fans and things. Those boilers we used to call those like the uh, the ghetto dryers. The clothes dryers. You hang you your, know, hang your many, clothes on them. You know how many uniform shirts I've burned on those things trying to because I didn't get my my uniforms clean for school. So my mom was always having to buy uniform shirts because I was always putting them on the the uh, the, uh, the the radiators. Yeah, New York's New York's a special place. I remember I remember having the window wide open because there's two settings for those boilers as well. It's oh, open, yeah. it's oh, open, yeah. it's open and burning to death. Yep. Yeah, they are not don't, working at all. Don't play in the in the room and then bump into one of those. Yeah, you'll get one of those nasty little scars. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Canarock. That's kicking yeah. off August, correct? Yeah, actually, one month from today, the twenty seventh. So the countdown has officially begun. <laughs> there's a lot um, going into the preparation for this one because, as you well know, there's this this is the third, and the first two were very cool and very good and very successful. This third one, I think we're looking to to really kind of plant a flag and make a statement that in Austin, as far as cannabis is concerned, and with the hemp cup and all these other things that exist, we'd like for Canarock to be a household name when it comes to the advocacy and the cannabis culture that we're trying to build here in, in the state of Texas and most and, and more importantly in Austin. Well, and especially as a uh, you know consumer event not so much business or industry event although those there you know there's aspects of those as well so um you know the first two people are starting to get familiar with us and recognize us and i've had a lot of people reach out and be like you know looking forward to the next one so 
that's a really good feeling. Um, so I want to make sure to, to live up to expectations and blow minds, you know? It's to me, it's, it's difficult in Austin because we are, we have such a heavy cannabis culture already, regardless of what the state law is. Uh, Austin has been a very cannabis friendly town for a long time, for at least over a decade. Austin's been known as a place where you can walk downtown with a joint in your hand and people aren't going to mess with you. So it's, it's a, and there's this weird, difficult aspect of outreach with that. Because part of the reason we've been able to do that is we kind of minded our own. That's sort of the culture here. But y'all have been pulling people out and getting people to come out to these events. It's yeah. truly amazed by that. You know, the biggest thing for it, too, is is for me to bring in the, the intent, I guess, is to introduce um, cannabis, hemp, CBD, you know, any, you know, the products of this plant to people who kind of hide behind the stigma or don't understand or are scared to learn, um, uh, you know, especially because of the circles they run in or, or they've just never been given the right information or they've had a really awful experience by the, be given the wrong products by someone. Um, so to create an environment where people can come and learn about, um, you know, what cannabis has to offer them, particularly whether it's for pain or PTSD or, just for fun or, you know, um, sleep, whatever it is, whatever they're looking for. Um, but, but be enticed by coming to an event that has other aspects. So music, culture, you know, do fun, family friendly, you know, um, that's the thing about it too. Making sure that this is, this is, you know, especially with, with, you have kids, you know, we have kids. The yeah. idea, our kids are jumping upstairs right now. You can hear them. <laughs> about to get the broomstick. Um, hey, yeah, I know. Hey, you. <laughs> But the idea that that it doesn't need to be something scary, it doesn't need to be something we don't talk about. And then if you don't know about it, learn about it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, so creating an environment where you can bring your kids, have fun, um, bring your pets. It's 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 making it not this is not a 21 and up bar. You know, it's not it's it's less scary than alcohol. If you're not scared about having a glass of wine with your girlfriends while the kids are at the pool. Come yeah, and it's and it's not the it's not the high t- it's not the high times hemp uh, yeah. cannabis cup and, and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know which which carries the stigma of cannabis culture that's already been that's already a preconceived notion in people's minds that oh it's just going to be a bunch of bloody pot potheads and a bunch of people who want nothing to do with society and outliers and stuff like that and I think the the mission of Canarock which at the heart of it is advocacy but most importantly the heart of it you know which is uh, Britain's sort of brainchild and passion, like she was saying, is to to more people to understand that that cannabis is not a drug. You know, this isn't a substance that you that yes, you can enjoy it recreationally, but it has so many different applications and a multitude of applications that are just not that go beyond consumption. And the governments know that. And the you know people know that it's it's heavily ingrained in cultures across the world, hemp products and such. But the most important thing, I think, for Canterock is to maintain this community aspect where it's, hey, let's have fun talking about weed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bunch of stoners who are. It's not the stoner culture of, oh, yeah, I'm going to get lit, man, and just right. uh, yeah. and watch I mean, SpongeBob. It's not the MTV yeah. days. It's like Beavis and Buddy yeah. sitting there talking about getting the munchies or or the you know, what happened in the 90s and the 2000s. You know, people talk, we talk about music a lot, you and I, because obviously yeah. I work in music. And it was so cool to see guys like Snoop Dogg and Cypress Hill and their whole shtick, their whole thing 
was built around cannabis consumption and because it was edgy, because it was illegal, because it carried outlaws. Exactly. They carried with it this 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 air of we are on the outside and the fringes of society. So therefore, if you consume this product, you're a badass, too. And I think at this point in 2022, where we are now, we have to really shed that that image and not what's happened in the past. But we definitely need to shed the the idea that it's this is an outlier thing. I mean, Texas right now stands as one of the states, one of the largest states and probably one of the most influential states in the union that has not made further strides into uh, legalization and full legalization. Obviously, you guys like us and, and, and Britain and, and everyone involved, we're looking for full federal legalization. But Canarock is part of that push in Texas to make sure and to finally see that, that Texas be a state in the union that is completely open to the fact that people want to enjoy the cannabinoid. There's something about that that I think a lot of people outside of Texas don't recognize. And it's that we live in a massive flipping state. We okay. are, as we talk about Texas as its own country. And I mean, literally, really we are the size of our yeah, own, yeah, our own exactly. country. And people ask, like, I've had people ask me, well, why aren't you looking at places like helping Oklahoma or helping Arkansas or maybe Massachusetts with their, their efforts? And it's like, we have enough to take care of here in we, Texas. Yo, it's not something where we're trying to be selfish. It's just, we've got so much ground to cover here. For it sure. is insane. It, Those, it, it, exactly. I mean, it's huge, you know, it's huge. And, and I mean, definitely, you know, with us as well, that's the intention uh, ultimately is to do kind of a full Canarock, like Canarock US tour, right? We've got a lot of really awesome um, people and connections and, and possibilities in other states. But I mean, we're not going anywhere until we make more, you know, take take further steps here. Um, this is home, you know. That's the intention, you know, with, with uh, these shows as well as just bringing in, supporting locally. It's not just about cannabis. You know, we have these artists, you know, in our marketplace. Um, local you know people because it's about texas it's about helping texas um you know grow and and overcome this this you know stigma and legalize and then moving forward from there and doing more and you know meeting you meeting leah uh she's such a badass leah laskins and um you know so many people um in the just in the industry doing the right thing and being able to stand next to you guys and and join you and be a part of this march is so awesome um and but like you're saying, like yeah, Oklahoma, you're cool guys, but you're do. Oh, let's be honest, they're also getting a getting a little quicker movement. Um, and Those states are a bit yeah. further along, obviously. But yeah. once Texas yeah. goes, they all go. Yeah, that's another thing. People you know, one, once once Texas in. says something in in the uh, in Congress, that's that's a massive part of legislation in in the United States. So places like Oklahoma for full on, and and you know California is already known for doing their own thing, right? But those places, like you yeah. say, Arkansas or these other surrounding states within the Midwest, Texas leads the charge. So Texas gets it. Everyone's going to everyone's going to fall in line. I think don't understand like with that aspect, just how much of an international market Texas is for itself right. it's just in, in, right. in routine business. And then there's just with like we mentioned, I mentioned before, we're our own country, basically, as far as right. how things operate <laughs> economically at that level. So it's one of those things, yeah, once it happens with us, how much sway we have, obviously anybody who probably wasn't on board is going to be coming on board with it because yeah. they want to do business. Yeah, get with it. Get with it, Texas 1, did. Yeah. So th there's a lot of cool things this on uh, this uh, particular Canada Rock has 
Um, obviously, the music is a massive part of it, you know, kind of rock. And um, so there's, there's a lot of uh, bands and other artists. We're still kind of locking down. We're looking for a national headliner this time. I know we've used, you know, Texas-based artists and possibly a, a Texas-based national artist would be nice. But um, I think in, in the charge to make this, as you stated, a household name and to make this part of the charge and, and the cannabis culture in Texas, we're really looking to kind of blow the, the, the roof off with this one and just move quicker and move, move faster and move uh, closer to being a real legitimate festival, a, a name where artists want to turn up, where the, the city of Austin gets involved. And it's really cool for them to see these things. I mean, the, 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 uh, the Hemp Growers Cup was a phenomenal event. You know, and some of the, the things that, that Leah does, like you said, with, with the hemp tours, man, that's a great idea. It's all part and all cool. It, it's things that people know, like tours. Who wouldn't want to see a tour of, you know, cannabis culture in Texas yeah. or in Austin or in Houston? You know, it's really cool. And it, and it sheds light on some of the communities that don't get that sort of um, spotlight or don't get that time in the sun. And the people that, that are associated with the support, the support people that are associated, the farmers and the hands. And the, the, the families, and you see some of the families that are growing in Texas. You're like, hey, man, you know, Texas Republicans, young Republicans, I believe, are part of the advocacy groups of one yes. of the many, part of one mm-hmm. of the 20, av- 20 or so advocacy groups that are leading the charge, you know? So I think it's a bipartisan thing. And oh, kind of sure. being extremely, you know, as we're all liberal in the sense of the way we, we think, not politically speaking. But we're just very liberal in the way we all think because we're artists, to be to be um, frank. So we're just looking to just make sure that people understand that cannabis is is a part of life. The cannabinoid plant is here to help enrich our existence, and Canarock is part of of Austin culture and part of that history of live music and and festivals and and community events. It's a big thing well, here. Community, exactly. That's the whole thing. Like communities in all aspects. You know, um, and again, saying, you know, the, the, the community within the cannabis industry itself. I mean, I think the first time I met you was at um, Liz and Patrick's the, at that grow house. Uh, Their first the, taste of Texas the hemp cup they held. First taste of Texas hemp cup. Yeah. And that was when I met them. I helped them um, organize their vendors there. Um, absolutely fell in love. And that awesome. So awesome. And watched it grow. Their second one, huge. And, and it was was it far out right far out lounge. Just, and, it was a far watching, out lounge yeah and seeing people at these events who at were you know say at two at the first one and the second one how much bigger they've gotten meeting when i first met leah you know she was doing hip tours um and now she's you know with hip business builders and they're with dalton and whatnot so i mean she's gone from downtown austin to austin dallas houston you know to to conquering the state you know and and she's not done yet they're just getting started yeah they're they're building all the time so yeah it is time for us to go into our our first sponsor break here at the lone star collective podcast i'm your host jesse williams this is episode number 47 this is our this episode's about canna rock we've got channer aj channer and Britton taylor with us this week we'll be right back after these sponsor messages
Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams. back to the Lone Star Collective podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I don't have a co-host for this episode. Everybody's out enjoying themselves this Wednesday, but I'm enjoying myself here because I am here with Canna Rock for episode 47, and we've been having an awesome discussion about their upcoming event on August 27th at Come and Take It Live in Austin, Texas. Quite the venue. I was surprised. Um, it's at the Hemping in Texas Expo on Saturday. And somebody picked up the flyer and said, oh, it's a come and take it. I love that place. Yeah. I mean, okay. So our friend Anthony owns come and take it. They actually, they used to be um, hard. The same, the same guys that had dirty dog down on sixth street and um, a couple other places. So, so they're just like the, they're the metal, they're the metal grunge rock venue people. Right. And so this yeah. Anthony, our friend Anthony is this one. And that will always be the home of Canna rock here in Austin. Uh, that's our, that's, that's again, you know, community family baby right so yeah we that place is so beautiful and there's so many cool things aj's actually um directed some music videos there too hello awesome yeah yeah for some reason i always thought the place was in association with emos i know well people think that because it's the the same building same strip uh, parking yeah the the, what is the parking lot or whatever your emos is here come and take us here bunch of graffiti and and parking between (laughs) and then for some reason there was something some name of some company I know that the group that sells the tickets for for uh, ACL festival for some reason I saw something I thought they were they would work together 
I think there's we talked about this. There. There's something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. AJ had to run upstairs. The girls are asking for snacks. The, the kids. Snack and snack, of course. <laughs> and I like we talked about, I got a kid. I totally get it. It's, it's um, we just came off of a sponsor break. Who we we put this off for a day so we could actually announce these things on the show. Sponsors for Canna Rock. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So um, I actually am very excited. Um, you know, we got uh, a, our relationship, you know, with, with Liz and Patrick Gerhouse and Leah, um, again, with Hint Business Builder, always, always working together, all of us. So that goes without saying. Um, our presenting sponsor is Get Some. Um, they're a really awesome um, D8 uh, gummies and tinctures. Um, they're new. Uh, to Austin. Um, so this is sort of their coming out event. So that'll be really exciting. Um, so watch out. There'll be a lot of free samples of their, their gummies there, get some. And then our, um, the, the super exciting one I've been really waiting to be able to tell you about is um, Quentin with Indo Smoke Shop and Greenleaf are going to be hosting a uh, dab bar um, upstairs. So, you know, the venue is, you know, like I say, it's a family friendly event, all ages free, it will always be free. Um, but we are going to have the upstairs bar inside 21 and up and it's going to be like a little VIP la- dab lounge. So, um, there is an opportunity to, to just be a grown up and smoke as well. So that's, I'm really, really, really excited that we just got that locked in. So and Quentin seems like a really cool dude. We haven't gotten to meet in person yet. We've talked a lot. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of really awesome people I'm looking forward to meeting in person at this thing because you know you gotta think COVID too you uh, know was, it's, you never know yeah, that was on my mind a moment ago because I was like last yeah. year we were it was weird because I think y'all had it around July it and it was rescheduled I think like three times because we kept opening and shutting down opening and shutting down and so, then oh. and we had that weird weird surge where it was like hospitals were filled and people were like oh no yeah, I don't want to like, go out again yeah now we're at that spot where we're like ask us to stay inside get real mask toilet paper yeah <laughs> i'm using them yeah. for now oh my gosh well and last year i honestly had reached a point i was like we're hosting this event it doesn't matter what happens we you know people have been I mean, we had people who were like whatever you want to do we'll do it whenever and i was like thank you for you know for for riding this way with us for two and a half years and 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 not knowing what to expect we rescheduled it again. No one cared. Everyone's cool. We're all on the same page, right? And we had um, we had over 400 people show up last year. I was blown away by that. I didn't even, wow. like, for being our set, like, our first event was, you know, very small. It was only our second event and affected by the pandemic, rescheduled multiple times. So after, in the, in the end, we had um, just a little over 400 people total. And uh, that was, that was kind of wild to me. So hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens this year. But yeah, I mean, that that just alone tells you how much people believe in in, in what we're doing and, and just believing in, in the opportunities, really. Yeah, it's I, I'm blown away. You said 400 people. I know. And right. I didn't even I didn't think that I didn't think that because it's a come and go event all day, too. Yeah, right. And that's but the like, thing is wow. it, it may seem sparse at some points, but if you've got a person, but if you've got a person, two or three people coming in every two to three minutes, then, yeah, you easily get to 400 people over like a five to six hour event. Right. Right. And I noticed I would, um, something I'm interested in is last year, the theme was cars. Yeah. And this year the theme is bikes. Yeah. And I'm wondering, have y'all seen, have there, what's been put forward for that? Like what kind of exotic bikes are we? Okay. Well, we I really want to go. I really want to go in like for the, oh, 
I really want to go for the uh, with the vintage bike kind of look. But honestly, I just want like again, it's it's like one more reason for people who might be interested to go to a cool event and learn, right? So that was the whole thing with the cars. It was classic cars and Father's Day. It was like, bring your dads out, check out some cool cars. Oh, by the way, learn about cannabis. Um, There's a so few. Um, same thing here. You know, we just want to get it some, some cool bikes. If you if you have a bike, bring it. We might, if we get to it, you know, put together some sort of a, a competition thing, you know, like there, there's just, a, there's a lot of opportunity there. So we'll be announcing some more, some more details on that in the next week or two. I'd say y'all should reach out to the DA down in Corpus, Mark Gonzalez. Oh, yeah? He is a, he's a biker. Oh yeah. A, okay. I, I, it's, it's funny to me because we interviewed him oh, yeah. a few months back and I was like, let me go look up about him, see what I, I can find and get a background and ask some questions. And he has um like a trevor trevor noah bit uh oh, where, where, where they actually went out to interview him because he was part of like a biker gang oh my god yeah so, so, I'm, know that. so i'm like yeah there, there's your guy there's, there's all right i'm gonna get him up tomorrow there's, hey, your, you. there's your cannabis friendly <laughs> biker to to reach yes, out to perfect okay all right let's all let's all make that happen <laughs> has there been any is there any announcements as to performers okay performing that y'all y'all have locked in so we're going, we're, we're, um, currently, we don't have the headliner or sell like he said, we're talking, looking at for a national headliner. So we're going to, he's going to work on that one for me. Um, but I have two really awesome, um, Texas bands. We've got, uh, Chaw, C-H-A-W, um, and, uh, well, so, so similar to the rock genre still, you know, we had a couple of rappers last time, which would be nice, but you know, the Austin rap scene kind of keeps themselves kind of separate. So. We, I guess they're mostly still rock bands, you know, Chaw. Like yeah, yeah, said. yeah. Chaw, so we have Chaw and Relevant Saints. And Relevant Saints is kind of a little, what would you say? They're a little bit heavier, a little active rock, kind of like Seven Dust mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, Seven Dust, Nonpoint, that kind, of, that kind of vibe. Not as heavy as Fire from the Gods, but still like active rock. So it's still going to stay in, in that type of uh, realm. But as far as Chaw's music, a little I mean, more we're, indie. like we're looking for and. For the headliner, we're looking for any genre, open genre, but someone that'll put some some bodies in the room and someone that also understands the counter rock mission. Right. That's that's you know, local musicians and whatnot is is <clears throat> important. Um, but it's gotta be someone on brand too. You know, we we need people who believe in, in our message and like like to rock. <laughs> Somebody uh Chandler posted a thing up the other day about people in the industry and where it came, like artists, where it came from, and how they still hold strong. And I mentioned an artist, and I'm like, man, I would be, I, I, I'd probably have a stroke if y'all got this guy to show up. Nile Rogers. Nile Rogers is apparently he's a he. He used to be he's played for Sheik. He lives in Austin. I don't, I'm not, I don't think he lives in Austin, but he is definitely a cannabis advocate. And the dude, the dude, my wife says this is the guy who shaped the '80s. Because um, right. he he produced Duran Duran's The Reflex, uh, a right. couple of Madonna albums. He was with Chic, and the guy shaped a lot of the music industry. And supposedly he's very cannabis friendly. So hmm. I would. He uh, lives here. I'm, I don't know if he lives in Austin, um, but getting him to come out and perform that that to me, I'm like that. You know, <laughs> one thing I've learned is it never it never hurts to to send an email. <laughs> it doesn't. Yep. The most you can be told oh. is no when you're in the position you were in before. Yeah. He uh yep. he he played bass and stuff. He played bass and did some stuff with Bootsy Collins at um the Musicians Institute, which Richie, my drummer in Fire from the Gods, actually worked with him. Oh. Uh 
So I knew I, that's why I asked if he lived in Austin, because I, I knew there was a connection to Austin that he had done something for a, it was kind of like a music, music school. Um, it wasn't, it was, they played on Warp Tour, but it was on the full sale stage, but it was about music schools and, and music education and Bootsy. They wrote a song with Bootsy Collins, who's a legendary bass player, oh, yeah. James Brown. And then <laughs> I, I believe Nile Rogers also played. Yeah. Nile Rogers is like, I, I tell people he's a legend in his own right, just with what he's done, his history. And yeah, if there's a connection there, man, I, I hope now that hey. that's like sparked something and that happens, that'd be, that'd be very magical. Thank you. I'll look into it. Why not? <laughs> I am like really excited about we I just the 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 bands are really cool. Um I've got another live painter. Um that's always a really fun thing to be able to like raffle off um raffle off or just do giveaways with the paintings and you know swag and whatnot. Um our you know our uh local artists and whatnot, jewelry makers and, and designers and whatnot will be there. Um I mean, and, and anyone, you know, you, you think or anyone who might be interested in, we are open to anything, honestly. This is just a, a, a canvas for, a, 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 you know, advocacy. So we do whatever we really want. Um, I know I think that uh, Austin is going to host That's a stand-up um, set. So That's I'm the word I've heard. That. Do I? I said, That's the word I've heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I was like, do you, hey, you, I because mean, I've been trying to make it out to one of his sets and I just never have. And I was like, How, you know what? I'm going to bring him. To- <laughs> I was like, can you, can you, would you be interested in this? And I didn't know if he would or not. And he was all about it. I'm like, yes. So we got Austin doing stand up um, and he's going to speak on advocacy, do a, um, a bit of a, a Q&A. So I'm really excited about that one, too. Um, all righty. It is time for us to go into our second sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective. I'm your host. Jesse Williams of the Lone Star Collective podcast. This week is episode 47. I'm joined by AJ Channer and Britton Taylor of Canna Rock. We will be right right, right back after these messages. on their products quality or to shop online today visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com thrive apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in texas a full service cannabis solution that is doctor owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in texas from traditional cbd products to emerging hemp derived thc edibles smokables and now medical cannabis 
As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams. Back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week, it is episode 47. Our episode this week is about Canna Rock. I'm joined by AJ Channer and Britton Taylor. They're the founders <laughs> of Canna Rock here in Austin, Texas. Britton's Hi. <laughs> Are you laughing up a storm because I'm playing Queens of the Stone Age? Feel good well, hit of the yeah. summer? or? <laughs> It's what I want Canna Rock to be, the feel-good hit of the summer. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's the point, you know? Sometimes I feel like I get too serious about it, because at the end of the day, it's just a, just a freaking party, dude. Like, let's party, let's hang out, let's have fun. Um, you know, I mean, always learn something, learn something new every day, you know? But, like, let's have a blast and celebrate. I mean, that's, that's I guess, kind of my motto, really, is, uh, you know, what I used to say, like, education through celebration, you know? Um what other way if you're not going to have fun doing what you do? What's the point? Yeah. I mean, if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to want to do it. You're not no. going to be around it. No, exactly. Exactly. They always say, do, do get into the work you love. Do love the work you do. They're like, oh, yeah. I can't do that. And I always say, meander for a moment and get into the thing you like and focus with that. And enjoy it. Yeah. And it's amazing how far you'll go with it from there. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I think COVID taught so many of us, too, is like, oh, you really can follow your dreams because we're all sitting on couches without jobs right now, you know, and so many people. I mean, you think about it for real, though. I mean, even some of the people who are going to be at the show, they started during COVID because they were like, I got a stimulus check. I have a dream. I have something I've always wanted to do with my life. For the first time, I have the opportunity to do so. So and here we are. And for me, this I should have started doing this. A long time ago, I went to school for this. Like I already yeah. had been practicing it beforehand and like was wanting to hone my craft by doing mass communications in university. And then when COVID hit, I was really wanting to get into this and cause everybody's at home. I think you're going to like, yeah. knows, nobody's going to shows. It's like, Hey, do, do your own show at home. Cause that's where people yeah. are at. And yeah. look at you now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. You've grown. Even since my yeah. interview, even since the fire from the gods interview, uh, you know, things have gotten a little bit more, you know, I hate to use say legit, but you're getting a little bit more. It looks more professional, more professional, a little bit more, uh, tr- you know, l- less rough around the edges. Like, so, so to speak, like it's, it's cool. 
I think you should really be on a channel now. You should be on a real channel because this, I don't know who else is doing your specific uh, pod here in in, in uh, Texas or even, I know there's a ton of obviously cannabis and marijuana related podcasts. But for yours, Texas Cannabis Collective, I mean, you could lead the way, man. I mean, you're you're you have your whole community on online too. Like you, I mean, yeah, a good your chunk group of it's is there. like one of my favorites. I'm always like, post, 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 post. A always ri- some dumb. A rising tide raises all shit. So let's yeah. all grow together, man. And <laughs> yes. And, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give props where props are due. I was working before I started my own. I was working alongside Russell Dowden for the Texas Hemp Reporter doing his Texas Hemp yeah, show. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that, of course. And props to him. He's still doing his podcast. We've we've had our little separation with that. I still write for his magazine. I wondered about that if you still did anything with him. I That's know, cool. And I didn't know that there was a pod. I just thought it was just basically kind of an online like website blog sort of thing. I see, he, 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 he's, still? he's on well, episode yeah. 80, 80 something, almost in the oh, 90 wow. now. Um, yeah, for a moment, our show was on KLBJ 590. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been on AM radio. I've been on FM radio. Um, <laughs> it's most things that, like you say, you've slowly grow and you hone your craft and you, you find that niche. And this really, to me, like you're talking about being looking professional and it not looking rough around the edges. This was really me going, I'm tired of doing six hours of post-production work to put in lower no, thirds and titles real. and things. <laughs> so this was a very easy solution. Um, I do appreciate that y'all are going to give Austin some time to do his stand up and do the I'm advocacy so work. I'm so excited about that. And the I'm reason really why is I started doing some open mics a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, I saw this. I saw this. I'm excited about that too. So how'd it go? So the problem I've run into is I'm I'm not the type who I'm kind of like in AJ's position where I'm not scared to be on a stage in front of people and talk I've to people. I've never thought that once about you. That's, that's, that's not my <laughs> issue. I guess a lot of comedians are like, yo, you need, you need to go shake those nerves off. And I'm like, I just want to know if the material's funny or not. I need yeah, an audience. Am I funny? <laughs> and right now it's, it's, a, it's an audience of comedians. A lot mm-hmm. of open mics are that. So it's, you have comedians who don't want, they're not really wanting to hear jokes. They want to tell their jokes. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's like it's, uh, somebody I found said, um, it's like going to the gym and nobody likes going to the gym to work out. You're all at the gym working out together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> working out for each other. Going to show off. Um, perspective would be imagine trying to put on a rock concert just for other rock stars. And it's like, uh, <laughs> man, that happens. You become a band's band, you know? And we are, we're like that a, a little bit because pe- bands love us. But, yeah. you know, we want more just regular people. You're like, we want fans to love us, so they'll buy, they'll to buy the music. Exactly. Not just other yeah. bands, but like, oh, I love that band, and I love hanging out with those guys and taking them on tour. But, we, you know, we just want more people to be into us. And that's how I got into doing the open mic, like, pushed into open mic. I went to push, but kind of nudged into it was, I've got all these com- friends that are comedians yeah. with <laughs> advocacy work, and they're like, hey, man, you know, all the, half the stuff that's coming out of your mouth is just flipping hilarious, man. You got to get in front of an open mic yeah. and, and start doing this stuff. And I realized yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm the comedian's it. comedian, apparently. And yeah. half the comedians are like, oh, care for you. <laughs> <laughs> Haters are fans, baby. That's what we've all learned. And, right? I, and, and I, I take a step back and I realize I told I told my wife today, I was like, you know, perhaps a thing is, is maybe I'm like a Bob Odenkirk where I'm I've got I've got solid writing skills and I know how to compose it together, but stand-up's not really my forte. Maybe that delivery system is just not my delivery system. Cause like yeah. I filmed skit that <laughs> hey. I won an entire college class over people had like 
thousand dollar drone footage that they did to put a trailer together. And here I'm making Pepsi challenge piss jokes. Everybody's like, that's, that's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the one. He's the guy. Like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, you can't, that doesn't translate to stand up. Oh, I know. I get that. I get that. I love stand up. I always, I've told AJ this too. And I mean, just getting me to do this podcast was like hard for me because I have just, I don't understand why I have just this wild stage fright. Our babies are going off again. I hear them. It's so, okay. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I, I love stand up. I'm not doing it, but in another world, I was definitely like a Christina P. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good stand up. And I'm, I'm glad that he's going to be able to do that. It gives him an opportunity. Yeah. He's, he's really been working at that and it yeah, gives him an opportunity I'm so to be excited. and it gives That's him an opportunity cool. to be in front of a different type of crowd that isn't right. other comedians. It isn't just the same people who heard the same jokes over and over. So it gives a, it gives an opportunity for his material to be heard. And I really appreciate that he's given that opportunity. Oh my God. And like, I get to finally go to a show and I don't have to get a babysitter. My kids will be there. <laughs> that works too. Right. So it's August 27th. What, what time does it start? That is the thing. I um, so it's from 11. It's, well, it's 11 to five. Um, we'll probably start doing activities and whatnot around um, noon. But Leah's going to start. Uh, she's going to DJ as well. So she's probably going to open it. Oh, these kids. Sorry. Jesse, my bad brother. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, they're out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to, it's 11 to five. So, uh, you know, come and go as you please. Um, the panel, well, we're not doing as many panels this year. I'm really doing um, kind of a speaker in between a set. Um, I might have one or two panels where it's more than one person on stage. But for the most part, um, and again, one of the reasons to add the stand-up comedy is because some of these topics can be so heavy. Oh, and yeah. to take a heavy, serious topic and throw it into the middle of a very, um, you know, into an event, it's like there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And last year went really well. Um, but I also, as we grow, it turns into, cause again, it's not intended to be an industry event. Like you're saying, like the comedians, comedians, you say in bands, man, like so often I go to events here and I, and I love them and it's all the same people. Like for me, I'm like, I get to get out of the house. I'm like, Hey, you, Hey, you, Hey, you. family reunion. Yeah. yeah. What's up guys? It's like a, let's get the gang back together, you know, because it's like, it, un, it's like a quasi industry event, you know? Um, and last year that was that, that it was kind of like that. And I loved it, but also I'm like, but I had to remember, I'm not the demographic for this event, you know? Yeah. So breaking it up a little bit, though, someone's upset, breaking it up a little bit to um, kind of keeping it, keeping it shorter for the attention span, I guess. And I totally get when you talk about having serious conversation. Um, I did the veteran, a veterans panel for the veterans event that took place back in April up in Colleen. And there was, I think, like five of us on the panel and a veteran, another veteran would say something and people like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we got to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it got yeah. to me at the end and I'm talking and I kept it within the time that's supposed to be. I was like, I'm going to make this quick and to the point. And people are like, oh, Just man. Like, and I was yeah. like, man, did I do something? Did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? And this happened several times. And then when the panel's over, everybody's like, yeah, for all of us. And David Bass came up to me and goes, dude, you rocked it. You totally rocked it. What you, yeah. Everything you had to say was amazing and great. Yeah. And I was like, man, it didn't feel that way because people were kind of like, Ugh. they were in shock and awe is what right. it was. And then Austin. Right, me, right, right. And Austin tells me the same thing. He's like, yo, man, um, you did amazing on that panel. 
I'm like, man, I did not feel that way. I was really doubting what I had said because the response was way different. He's like, dude, you dropped two truth bombs. You were right, very exactly. serious. Exactly. That's not a, I'm not interested. That's an open mouth. Jaw, you know, like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> David Bass, what a cool dude. What a cool dude. One day I'm going to get to meet him. I feel it's so funny because I feel like everyone I, I, everyone I know knows him, but I just see, I see him on Facebook. So he's like this cannabis celebrity to me. And I'm like, one day I'm going to be walking down the grocery store, H-E-B. And I'm going to see this beard and this beautiful man. I'm going to be like, it's Barry oh Gibbs. I know that's David Bass. One day. <laughs> first, you're like, first, you'd be like, that's Barry Gibbs. And you're like, no, yeah. wait, wait, that's David Bass. <laughs> wait, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Almost want to start calling him uh, Marijuana Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana Santa. I like it. I like it. Hey, there's definitely, I'm sure you can Amazon that, that Santa suit. <laughs> So y'all have, y'all have got some music lineups, um, some advocacy. Like you said, Austin's going to be talking, doing some stand-up. Um, Leia, I know Leia's going to be out there. I take it Leia's going to be doing some some advocacy talk. Um, y'all had CBD Genie. whatever she wants. <laughs> She's run on stage in the middle of a set. Yo, I got something to say. You can do that. Whatever you want to do, you can do that. But yeah. It's the, we can come in and do whatever she wants at Canada Rock, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I know y'all had... Um, I think her 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 actual name's Anita Somers, <laughs> CBD Genie. Uh, yes, she, she was here oh last year. Oh my god! So I don't know if she's going to be there yet, um, again yet or not. But, uh, she was so cool. So I'm really hoping that that she she can come through again. She won the other painting too, one of the live paintings. So that was really cool. It's, it was exciting to like give those to people who like were like there for the cause. You know, one of the bands that uh, I think it was like the guitarist. Affinity Falls last year. Yeah, Herbie. Herbie Falls. Yeah. yeah, he won one of the paintings too, so that was cool. But yeah, yeah, she she's awesome. I need to check in with she's, a couple people. Speaking I say she's my type of speaker, and I think the reason why is because we're both we both have these highly technical backgrounds. Like I did nuclear Ooh. power plant technology. I was a reactor Ooh. operator in the Navy, so there's this engineering background, and she's very good at doing what I do, and it's taking a very complex subject and topic and laying it out in simplistic every man terms as it's called yeah the layman's term i appreciate that so she, she's great <laughs> at that i'm just stunned yeah. by how well she does it you she, can, i can listen to her talk forever i believe she yeah. has a molecular chemistry background really wow. i didn't know that i know yeah. that she has a farm down it's it's south right I believe so am i wrong i she invited me out there one time and i, I never took her up on that but maybe maybe yeah, but she has too. a she has a molecular chemistry background wow and, and i didn't realize it till we were having a discussion at a normal meeting and she started talking about that. And I was like, Oh, I totally understand. That's how blah, blah, blah works. She was like, you get that. I was like, yeah. yeah. I study <laughs> physics for a power plant. So. Mm. Oh my gosh. I get that way. So like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a graphic designer and I don't often get to talk about, it doesn't come up in the conversation often. Like what kind of filters do you use or, or pen tools do you use in illustrator? And do you use layers and masks? Like, what do you do? So any, like every, like once a year, you'll uh, 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 talk right. about clipping masks. And I'm like, did you say clipping masks? Chandler's <laughs> face just now. That was gold. Like- <laughs> yeah. That chick just doesn't listen, dude. Like she is, oh, she's, oh, she no, she's, she's our we're, kid. We're just, her, <laughs> we're just her roommates. If, you, you if you're That's listening to this podcast, you should be going on YouTube or Spotify and finding the video version that we're going to upload because that was that was gold right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is she doing? You it's know? nonstop. You, but you, you know, you've got kids. You just you hear sounds. You're like, 
I don't make sounds like that. I don't make that much commotion in the house. And I'm six foot five, 240 some odd pounds. Like how that, what is she doing? You know, yeah. but so I was just like, whoa. And I, like I said, I get it. I got a nine year old. He does what I, I call yeah. he, He's filthier than Eddie Murphy. Once he gets in the shower, just the stuff that comes out of his mouth. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, as long as you keep it there, kiddo, we're fine. But I hear yes. that stuff at school. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a different story. Parenting is wild, man. It's cool, but and I'm, I think it's rad that you know we're parents and you're a parent, and you know we do this and we talk about cannabis and we talk about um, consumption mainly, and not just like, oh yeah, you can make really cool things out of hemp, like people did in the '80s or the '90s. Like we actually talk about consumption, and I think it's a massive part of changing the way people think about the about. Uh, uh, cannabis and the way people integrate it into their lives, you know, like yeah. people just want people want to live free and want to live uh, normal lives and want to want to be medicated. But you know, sometimes the prescription stuff and sometimes the stuff that science produces isn't always the best thing. I mean, we there's there's so much uh, ad, there's so many advantages to using the prescription stuff, but at the end of the day. Why not try something that's got just a little bit of chemical change to it that can really help your body and, and fit with and work with the other chemicals in your body to just create a, a, a nice cocktail of emotions and cocktail of, of behavior instead of something that radically alters your behavior based on something yeah. that, you ha- that you have, you know? And, and you know, I, I've, I don't know much about autism, but I've been really wanting and earnestly have this desire to look in, into autism and, and, you know, I've read, you know, you read, you come across the things on the internet and says, Oh, <laughs> I was giving my kid CBD drops or, and you know, it, it caught, it curbed some of the, the symptoms or some of the, the behaviors of autism, you know, and that that's interesting. It's, but the fact that cannabis is at the center of that conversation makes it even better. So my son's been diagnosed with autism. I did um, not know that. Yeah. Uh, pervasive development disorder asperger's um he also has adhd um part of the no oh i did not know that so part of the thing that i learned a while back was i I noticed that with the behavior and i think it's probably why like cbd really helps is we started referring to some of his behaviors as behavioral seizures and you could tell that it was like this mental conundrum would happen and you've probably had a point where you've been so angry about something that just as they say, as they say, you're not thinking straight. And for the average right, person, right. You t- for average person, you take a moment, you calm yourself. But for these individuals, it seems there's this mm-hmm. appearance that's like your brain has what, and yeah. it starts oh, having, well, it has this seizure that it's not so much right. what we see for ep- typical epileptics, but it's enough to start driving behavior, this, right. this right. radical behavior. And if it is that, then and we know CBD does wonders for epilepsy and seizures, then it stands the reason yeah. that a lot of these behaviors tend to go away because of that. But yeah. it's, and it's one of those things as well. Um, I will say and advise that when you start to research about autism, um, pay attention to it culturally as well. A lot of the, for sure. the yes. things that has been my wife and I point out, cause my wife's West Indies, she's from Puerto Rico and I'm from here in Texas. And we've noticed that a lot of things that may be considered autistic here are standard cultural items elsewhere. Of course, and a lot of these these studies were done. That kind of drives me to wanted to research it a lot because yeah. all, all the, the the history of it has all these these cultural aspects to it. Whereas you know, I didn't 
like even ADHD and stuff like that. You know, I was called hyperactive as a child. I'm never, I've never been diagnosed, but uh, I just, you know, we've got something with Jupiter now where, where she's been diagnosed and where it, I'm kind of observing some of her behavior and seeing some of the similarities in mine and my sister's behavior when we were kids. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, maybe was that what was going on with us? And does CBD now help that? You know, the melatonin and all that stuff. I don't want to, con- we, d- we obviously don't want to continue doing that kind of stuff. But is there something a bit more natural? I grew up around the consumption of marijuana. It was everywhere in my house. The, you know, my, my, my dad had massive bin, bin bags of it from, wow. we imported from Jamaica, import it. Import. Um, you know, import it. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it, it was always there. But we never viewed it as we never viewed it as I know war up there. We never viewed it for its uh, or I never viewed it for its medicinal aspects. I just like oh the Jamaicans and they like to get high. And something something I've been having to advocate lately that's not common in the cannabis community is that cannabis isn't the answer for everybody. And because right. right. there's there's this big there's a to me there's a problem where people are like you just haven't tried the right thing yet. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I okay. Yeah. I don't actually consume much every now and then I'll smoke with him or maybe, you know, do like a, a, a TV gummy or something, but I don't, I've never, when I, well, that's not true in college. I was, um, I smoked a lot. Um, but there was just one day I just couldn't smoke anymore. And I, and I, I, I just, it just doesn't work for me, but do I feel like I need to take a stand and I have an opportunity like you have to do something with your voice. Right. Um, yeah. and, and seeing the way that it benefits other people and, so that you know, that's the biggest thing for me. But even when we're talking about these things, like I'm actually bipolar, and I did not know this until a couple of years ago. I was diagnosed, and I was talking to my psychiatrist about it once. I was like, you know, I used to smoke a lot, and it would really help me calm, and it would help me to feel better. Um, and this was also like before this was ten years or so ago before I was diagnosed and whatnot, and I and I didn't really realize um, why things had changed. And he was like, yeah, that actually happens in a lot of people with bipolar disorder, your, your body changes, your chemicals change. And you hear this a lot with people who used to, they, they used to be able to smoke and now they can't. And they are constantly trying to find that space again. Like, like, Oh, we'll do this one. Try this one. You're not trying the right one. You're not trying the right one. It's like, no, you, you, if you can't, you can't. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you have to have a problem with it or, um, or, or anything. You just simply can't, you know? Um, but I have found recently over the past year or so, I've smoked a lit, like a, a hit, a hit, you know, or like a gummy. Um, and I found a lot of products that, that really, I really like it, which is funny is Delta eight is actually the first time I've been able to, to really partake again. So plug the website. I, I, I'm going to let y'all get to it. Cause I, I, get yeah. I understand. <laughs> I can't believe I know it. they're going I wild. I, I had I was on a pod yesterday and they were fine. Yeah. You know, I was I was I did an interview for Fire from the Guards and they were fine. So I'm like, oh, they'll be good. But yeah, today ten minutes from now, there's something today, else. In today the it's water. Afghanistan and Russia going at it. Oh my <laughs> yeah, gosh. exactly. Yeah. Jesse, thank you for having us, man. Um, we we need all the coverage we can get. You yeah, know, it's still early days for us, being that this is our third um Canarock, but um, we're trying our, our damnness to kind of do this with. You know, the little bit of elbow grease and a little bit of love that people want to put into these things, man. So we thank you for for um, oh, no problem. The, the help and, and the coverage, mate. And it's uh, Canarock ATX. Canarock ATX 
Uh, we're both on Instagram, Britain under Britain Lee, I AJ FFTG. You can find Fire from the Gods music everywhere, but um, CanarockATX.com and, and uh, Showcase Events, I believe, is still. But um, well, here, here comes the, the army. Well, we're out there, man. CanarockATX.com. That's the one. He's a little monster. The tension. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Say hello. It's just me. Hey. hey. You want to say hi? All right. Yeah, we're real people, real family. We're just trying to do our thing here, man, you know? And we'll speak here in a moment. I'm going to end this, start ending this. I'm your host this week, Jesse Williams of the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm the host this week. This is episode 47. Our guest, Canna Rock, AJ Channer, and Britton Taylor. We thank them for their time joining us here. You can find more information at CannaRockATX.com. Everybody, enjoy your time here in Texas. Stay hydrated, beat the heat. And August 27th. Canna Rock, be there. Come and take it live. Make it up and make it up and make it up. Thank you, Jesse, for everything. Cheers, guys. Hi, I'm hi Gaddafi. Hi Gaddafi. I'm too good Oh my goodness. Mr. Jesse met you one time, a very long time ago, when you were very, very little, and Josephine was yeah, just Yeah, when born. I was a baby. Well Josephine yeah. was a baby. Josephine. Oh, you yeah. hadn't even you haven't even given birth yet then. No. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Oh my gosh. I was running around. I was super pregnant at that first Tim Cup. Ooh. So you were you were definitely showing big time. I was yeah, I was not happy that day. Yes, can you go to daddy, please? Thank you. I hope the girls weren't too loud in the background. It's okay. It fed into. We were able to make fun of it so well that it, I'm it, sitting it, here. It, I'm like, I do gummies now, and my kids. <laughs> <are screaming. laughs> yeah, I'm like Jesus. <laughs>